1: Tiger fans, welcome to episode one eighty nine of the official Tiger Talk with the Fourteen Hundred Club Podcast. Bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple Podcast users rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause which is D.I. Love, Jackson State University. I'm joined again by Ken and Zo. What up, fellas? What's going on,
2: Corey? Uh, what's going on, Tiger Nation? What's going on, fellas? What's going on, D.I. Love family?
1: All right, guys, three and one, but it was a tough one. Close call. I uh, gave us everything that we can handle a little bit more, the D2 Delta State program that's ranked Top twenty-five nationally. So, how you guys doing? How are your nerves?
3: Uh, my nerves are fine. Um, you know, it was a good turnout. Got a chance to, you know, make it home for the game and, uh, you know, sit in the stands, you know, for the red out. Um, of course, you know when you go into a game like this, Corey and so oh, man, you you expect, um, you know, to to put up some points. or maybe if that that, that I, I say that if you don't know the team that you're playing against. Uh, definitely not not coming on the show to make any excuses, but uh, that was a really good football team we played against uh, uh, on Saturday, and uh, uh, we we went out, we, we 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 seemed to have some control of the game in, in the first half, and, and then I, you know kind of took our foot off the gas a little bit and let them you know creep back in and made the game a little tougher than what it needed to be. But uh, we, we'll, we'll 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 take a deeper dive as we go throughout the show, but man, you know we three and one, man. The end of the day, and at the end of the day, whether you win by 70 or you win by seven or one, you only get one win in the column. Uh, maybe some of the Tigers that Tiger Nation is feeling you know, it's a little uneasy because we we let it get real close, but I feel good, man. We three and one,
2: Corey. I feel ecstatic about this win. This was what? a I, I'm, I'm serious, I hear, I'm a I gotta hear
1: this, I gotta hear this because let me say this because a, a week ago it wasn't that was the case.
2: So I'm well, well, we go. We lost, <laughs> but uh, I'm <laughs> I, I'm ecstatic about this win because there are so many subplots within this game, and yet a team that is used to losing got a lot of character building in this game and got a W with a freshman quarterback. There's so many things and so many opportunities for a young team who's not used to winning. Jackson State, uh, prior to Coach Prime being here, find every way they can to lose this game, and yet we won it. Mm, That's true. This is a a character-building game. Uh, In the past uh, three weeks, we all saw one thing in unison should do, and we all said that we love his poise. Well today his poise was on display, but now we got another attribute to his belt and that's his toughness um mm-hmm. He showed his toughness today. So now we got a freshman quarterback that's immensely great with his poise and now you got poise and toughness and we're talking about a true freshman. It's a lot to take from this game uh, We cannot get hung on this whole d2 at, at, at the end of the day when it comes to football in the state of Mississippi, the creme de la creme is Jackson State University. We're talking about uh, from a historical perspective. Really not too far from behind Jackson State is Delta State, if we're going to be honest about it. They're the only school in the state of Mississippi that can claim the most recent national championship
0: mm-hmm.
2: in the state of Mississippi. They have a great football tradition as well, and they have a good team. Uh, they got a lot of solid JUCO guys, and they, and they display what they are because they actually came in ranked 25th in the country in D2 as well. So this is not some, you know, some rudecul that we were playing. They uh they were formidable, but yeah, you know, and we'll get into all the different subplots. But no, I'm ecstatic about this win. It's a
3: great character team building win we got today. I think also it also showed some. Uh, it showed kind of like our character as well. Um, I, I agree. Uh, we, we we take away a lot from this. You learn a lot from this. You build from this. But um, I thought in certain areas we we got to see who we really are, um, today. I think, um, when you put the whole, we said we three and one, when you put all four games together, we kind of got to see who we really are. This is an identity game, you know? Yep. And, uh, I think, um, I think we can, I think it's safe to say, you know, my, what my approach is going to be going forward is, 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 is taking more of a one of a one and no approach. You know, I'm not looking ahead anymore. I'm not looking past anyone, I'm not looking, um, and i'm not putting my own expectations on what i think this team is going to do it's really it's really weak you know it's kind of like way you see it at this point
2: i agree i think we definitely should take the uh, one week motto um and honestly i think um we aren't in a position where we can't overlook it. I mean, I understand that we were, you know, four or three in the spring, but just prior to that, you know, we were, we were having success and having win a season. So we haven't earned the right to look ahead. So we we of all teams should definitely take the uh, one-week motto. Uh, but, you know, with that, and as it stands, no matter how people may feel or what is if you ask and poll every Jacksonian, and said, "Hey man, how would you or, or what would you view Jackson State's record on the last Saturday September?" I guarantee you, in unison, you told everybody, "Hey man, we'll be three and one at the end of September." Everybody would take it.
1: So, Zo, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, I wasn't quite sure, and I asked you, "When was the last time we went three three and one?" At first. First, tell us the, the tell us the answer when we when we went three and one. I
0: said
1: the, at first. the spring first. That's the answer. That's not the answer I was thinking about. i looking for it, so. Why I, know, I but I but
2: but I knew that I, I will be facetious when I said it. I mean, no, you I know I said you got I said I said, I said the spring real quick. But no, realistically, the last fall season that we went three and one was 2011, and we went nine and 2 that season. Ten years ago. Yeah,
1: ten years ago. So let's talk about. I mean, obviously we have to we have to address it all—the good, the bad, and the ugly. Some ugly. In this game. But let's talk. About, let's start with the good. What are some things that you guys liked? I want to take it back to Shador, Everything we always talk about Shadour: win, lose, or draw, because he's he's the man. He's the quarterback. Twenty-five or thirty-six, two hundred fifty-one yards, three touchdowns. No interceptions. We talked about the toughness. He was beat up, man. He reminded me to, to this game reminded me a little bit of Robert Kent. He used to get beat up. He would take a lead. Yes. Yes,
2: and, yes. Good so, analogy.
1: So yeah. What, what do you what do you guys think about his play? I know you touched on a little bit, though, but but what is this kid showing us week to week, and especially after this game?
2: I I, I take from this um number one is he has an L on his jersey for a reason. And I know the the, the majority of people think he gets that because, oh, yeah, my dad's the coach. But he earns it and he shows it every week. I have so much more respect for him now because for on one end, we're getting consistent him. And the consistent him is great completion percentage, not mm-hmm. going to put the ball in harm's way, going to stay poised and stay down, you know, stare down the barrel of a gun. And guess what else? He's showing that I'm the leader of this team. He doesn't necessarily do it verbally, but he shows it consistently. You're seeing that. And like I said today earlier, we're starting to see the toughness. But another caveat is he showed some moxie today. He really did. You know, I understand that a good portion of us want to see uh, the yielding of the high numbers or he should throw for 350. We should have five touchdowns. But bear in mind, out of four games, a true freshman, he still, this is his second three-touchdown game, no interception, three-touchdown, no interception game out of four. Mm -hmm. So right now he's at 50% clip of giving you three-touchdown, no interceptions. That's phenomenal for a true true freshman. I urge anyone to go look at any true freshman that's playing college football on any level, FBS, FCS, D2, NAIA, whatever. Shadour Sanders, with all the other true freshmen that started, will be in the top three with that number.
3: Make some good points. Uh he made some good points on that though. Um I think um to add to that, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna, you know, just, just pile on with the Shador. Uh I, I agree. I mean he, he got beat up today. I'm not even gonna sugarcoat that. I mean I, it was it was good to see him get back up. Um, you know, took some sacks in the first half. That was just, you know, the O line didn't do him any favors today. You know, we we uh, we we will we'll, we'll delve a little deeper into that. But um, the question that Corey, you know, you asked was, uh, "What would it, what was the good that we took away?" The good that I took away from this game was that we won it. That was the that was the good uh, because, though you already made the point. You know, we always used to find a way to lose a game, but man, that was a so so. It, it had the feel of. Because, you know, sitting in the stands, you're you watching this game. It had the feel of we when we took that 17-0 lead going into halftime, we come out in the second half, we go three and out. Um, you know, our freshman, true freshman a uh, safety gets a, you know, targeting call. Next thing you know, uh, he's out, disqualified for the rest of the game. It, it felt like we kind of, you know, took our foot off the gas a little bit. Um, one play, you know, we, we miss a uh, – they, they made a good play, score a touchdown. Um, we come back, score again. We turn around and we miss an assignment. Let them score, and then now, yeah, they just we we, we kind of let them hang around a little bit. But um, when you're playing a team, you don't want to ever give them momentum. Uh, you, it's very hard to turn it back on once you turn it off. Uh, it's very difficult to play down and try to like turn it on in the middle of the game. You know, I'm not saying that the team did that, but you you, you kind of got that feel. But when you go to the, you know, to to try to find some good, like I said, we, we got the win. Uh Shador was able to uh, um, you know, win the game really with his arm, you know, and um, he made enough plays. Like I said, you 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 wanna you wanna do enough to win the game, but uh the defense, the defense kind of still bend but don't break outside of the big run where we missed an assignment. Uh, we was we we pretty much pitched the shutout in the first half, gave up the touchdown in the second half. We gave up a little over our average, which was around eleven and a half a game. And um, but that was pretty much what I took away the the, the good that I took away from the game.
2: And, and one last thing to piggyback off what you just said, Ken. I think with how good the defense has been playing, I think the way that this game ended. With the game hanging, the the game hanging in the balance in the red zone for them to win, and, and the defense stepping up to win that game for us, I think that's going to yield another win later on in the season for us. These scenarios are going to be great heading into conference play, uh, being that you know it's fourth down, you, the other teams on the four yard line, and our defense didn't even look like they had any individual player panicking in that in that situation. Like we were prepared, ready to play, and we just gonna let it all hang out. You know, we were fortunate to come away because of the pressure quarterback had nothing to do, and the ball is you know going out of bounds. Um, I think all that's gonna bode well for us for a game or two later on in the season. To
3: so that point, I want to say this because I was sitting there, and I shout out to the the, the Tiger Nation, man, to get behind the defense. Yes, um, it was a very high pressure situation. To be in the stadium. It's been a while, Corey, and so that I've been at a Jackson State game, standing up, screaming and hollering, making a lot of noise, and getting behind the defense. It was pretty cool to see the defense actually win the game for
1: us. Mm-hmm. Let's definitely give a shout out to a couple of the wide receivers. We talk about Warren Newman every single week, and he continues to outdo himself. Almost took another punt to the house, got tripped up right there at the end. But from a receiving standpoint, if you had told me, you know, three months ago, all these receivers that we have coming in, and we show with all these three stars, four stars. That little old Warren Newman, Mister Reliable, Mister what they call it, Super Senior, COVID Senior
0: mm-hmm. receiver
1: for the team this fall. a Career high last week with ten receptions, and again, he all did himself. New career high, eleven catches against Delta State. So shout out to Warren Newman. Also, Zoe, I know you're all you're all over it when these wide wow. receivers. What was it like to see Keith Corbin finally get going? Like the, the Keith Corbin from Houston, I like to say, eight catches, 113 yards, two touchdowns.
2: Yeah, I, he's the receiver that, you know, I expected the most out of out of all of them for this upcoming season, you know, just me in particular. Uh, if you go back to one of the earliest shows, you know, I, I feel like, and also because of, you know, the way Phillips pretty much runs offense, you know, the slot receivers pretty much get all the action. Uh and as we see with Newman's doing, and now you got Corbin on the other side in the slot. But to see him, man, on that on that um oh my gosh, that second touchdown, man. Shadow threw, threw a beautiful NFL throw to the back corner of the end zone. It was just it was a thing of beauty. But Corbin, man, he he's he's getting better separation. I think he's just now coming into a groove, to be honest with you. Um and one thing we all gotta be mindful of too, guys, is that's the offense is—it's a new offense. Uh, this is not the offense from the spring, mm-hmm. and we're still getting accustomed to it. And it's a—it's 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 a moving thing. I think we're still growing. You know, um, we still haven't—you know—we're shuffling the O line, so there are a lot of moving parts. I think when we get the best of what this offense could give, matched up with that defense, I think at that point we all kind of feel it and know it. This offense would be dangerous, but yeah, Keith Corbin. I expect this. I expect this from him every week. I really do. Um, and I think the better Shadur goes, especially with the O line giving us better protection, you know, I think the cylinders for not only him, Warren Newman, because Warren Newman is getting all these catches, but you know, he's not getting a lot of yak because you know he'll get like eleven catches for like you know sixty mm-hmm. or seventy yards. The moment mm-hmm. you know he can get some separation and he he can turn it to going for eleven catches to you know a hundred, you know eleven mm-hmm. catches for a hundred and twenty. I mean, we're getting that. I mean, that that's going to make this offense even more explosive, and we need that.
1: Yeah, he was eleven catches for a seventy-eight yards. So yeah, you're right, mm-hmm. and he had a touchdown as well. Mm-hmm.
3: Yep, I agree. I agree, man. It was good to see Corbin get off to a really good start. Had a really good game. Um, Uh, Like you said, he he seems to be Mr. Yak for our team right now. You know, he had broke a big one uh, after catching it in in Tennessee State, and uh, I like the fact that when he catches the ball, he turns and gets up the field. He's immediately trying to get up the field. Uh, Didn't didn't put any balls on the ground today, Uh, but like you said, when it comes to Warren, you know, Warren, I was (laughs) saying, I was watching the game, I was like, man, Warren's probably gonna finish with 20 catches today. It just (laughs) felt like that. He just felt like (laughs) um, felt like he was just always, you know. Shador is uh, and you know what? At one point in time, when we, Shador, it just seemed like he kind of locked in, and just you saw the trust mm-hmm. build. Uh, mm-hmm. uh you, you felt like you did. You saw you you were able to witness him saying, "I trust you, Warren." And he just started going to him. Everywhere he looked, he was like, "I'm, I'm looking for Warren." There he is, boom! And one pass when he kind of on the run, swinging out to the right, Warren's falls in, and you know, over on the sideline in the small pocket, Shador puts the ball only where Warren can get it catches it brings it in for the first down um same thing with the touchdown that he threw to Warren um you know in the back of the end zone it was it was pretty cool to uh to witness but Mr. Reliable uh definitely thriving in this offense uh leading this leading the I would I would go out on the limb to say leaving the swag right now um mm-hmm. in catches uh, I know he was prior to this game so we add another 11.
1: And also a shout out to the special teams unit third field goal block this season. I think that's kind of gone, gone unnoticed, but a couple of those field goal blocks have really potentially been the difference in the game, but today was a big field goal block as well. So that's up So I'm glad to see a solid in that department this season. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah.
2: One other positive um, is that uh, this game in particular, we've been in the previous game, we played a lot of guys, but we really hit a high number today. We yeah. played, we played a ton of guys today, um, and it's going to be beneficial down the road. Um, Herman Smith came in and did a phenomenal job. Once Cam got, you know, Cam got the ejection, um, he got a lot of balls thrown his way. He really, really, really battled. Uh, Devonte Davis is starting to get yeah. more burned now. He was very effective. I mean, we're actually going a, a, a lot this game to the. 13 players getting in, getting valuable reps, not coming in for two or three plays, playing series. Um, uh, it, was, it, it was very, very beneficial for that. Um, but I also think going forward, you know, because of what some perceived the skill level, you know, going forward, we may retract it a little bit, you know, so to keep the uh, skill level high once we get into conference play. But I, I'm very excited to see, you know, all the guys that got valuable reps today. You know, also – um, with the turnstile that we've seen with the O-line to still see some of the guys you know battling now bear in mind you know the line is not going to be solid when you're talking about moving in all the different pieces especially when we're going down to you got some third stringers coming in on the O-line they're pretty much you know they're, they're experimenting right now trying to find something that could work because they're trying to fix the unit but you know you saw some guys in there battling you know uh, yeah, some guys got beaten. They're low-hanging fruit to get on because of the pressure that Shadu was under. But there were some plays, man, where they battled and bought engaged Shadu some time, you know, to make some good throws. So uh you got to take the good with the bad with that. But I was I was definitely pleased to see all the guys that played today.
1: All right. And, you know, I gave the special teams a shout-out. But we also got to call the special teams out as well. We had Muff Punt. We had missed field goals. We had fumbles on kickoff. So those are things that we got to clean up. I know coach prime always talked about smart, fast, tough and disciplined. So I can only imagine what his post game speech was like to the guy.
3: You know what? Um, Corey and Zo, I, I just think, um, I don't, I don't really have an answer. After, you know, with the field goal, the field goal kicking, you know, we, we tried two two kickers today, uh, both missed, uh, uh we made one, um,
1: 40 yards. Shout out to Messiah for a 40
3: yard. Yeah, yeah, he made the first one. Um, Then, you know, Bailey came in and and kicked uh, another long one, missed it out to the right. Um, Switched that, switched in, brought him back, uh, Messiah back in, and, you know, he missed off to the right as well. But, like you said, this has been a pretty consistent trend since the spring. Uh, We know we we needed a kicker. We know we needed to address the kicking situation. Um, My hope is, is that you know, we, we continue to um, – you know, I was thinking about this. You know, we, we talked about, you know, facility upgrades. We talked about getting that second practice field, you know. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that once we see that, you know, start being utilized with, with – uh, maybe the kickers can get more reps where they're away from the team and they're just practicing and they're kicking as, as much as they can. Because we're going to need them. I feel like we're going to need them in, in, in uh, going into conference play um, and – we're gonna to need to show up these these things. I, I, putting the ball on the ground, uh, you know. I would say, what is it? Three turnovers, three, four turnovers. Uh, in, uh versus ULM to to have some muff punts and to, to, to cough up a fumble, you know, uh, on a kick return, and, and that, that that's just we gotta clean that up, man. That's just uh, that's just fundamental, you know, being poised, uh, making the catches. I know, I know the um, the muff punt. Was uh you know right in the sun? Uh, uh, I'm I'm not making any excuses, but we got to clean it up, man. It's not it's not it's not a uh not a good day for special teams. You, yeah, we had the block the block field goal, but eh, everything else was a little shaky, man. So you know we got to clean it up though.
2: Yeah, it was it was just uh it was it was a bad day, a very bad day for the special teams. It it was so bad that honestly you, if we look at the pros and cons, you only made two good plays on special teams the entire game, and you got more bad plays than good plays. Yeah, you sure. made that first field goal, and yeah, you got that block, you know, that, that block kick, but you got a muff punt, and you missed more kicks than you made, you know. Um You pretty much, almost, you, had a, you had a 33% clip on your field goal percentage right now because you went one for three, mm-hmm. like, you know. That's, that's horrible. And not only that, uh, if you look on the season, uh, uh, we have one kicker that's zero for two. The other one would be uh, two for five right now. Yeah, that's correct. So I mean, you know, I guess if you want
3: to find a positive in it, though, you can say at least we're making the extra points. I mean, in the spring, we missed a couple of extra points. Well, but, yeah, but but <laughs> I know, I, know, I'm. I'm Go ahead. no I'm not gonna say no I, I i don't I don't
2: think you're being facetious. I agree with you I, I mean yeah we're we're making extra points and we're making them cleanly. I agree with you one thousand percent but I also I also know this I also know that Coach Prime is instilling confidence in Masai even with the misses mm-hmm. because he's continuing to work with them. they're bringing outside help. We had an NFL kicker come in you know, the practice to assist these guys. And the only, mm-hmm. the one thing you give a kicker is, hey, man, I'm talking to you. I'm going to lean on you, and we're going to need you. Because the best thing that you can do when a player is coaching them up is instill confidence in him, letting you know that I trust you. I understand you miss it. Hey, man, pat you on the butt. Hey, keep working because I'm coming back to you. Because he's still trying them mm-hmm. out there. And he's not trying him out there when the field goal is like, oh, it's 20-something yarder. Or, hey, let me get to the middle of the field. It's like hey man it's fourth down we got you around four because the first kick was 40 it was a 40 yard field goal there's one no no chip shot now and he had plenty sure. and he had plenty uh the ball had plenty of distance to go when it cleared so the thing is it's like oh the the one he missed I, if I'm I may be off a of yard or two but I believe the second one that he decided to miss was like a 44 yarder and again on that one it had the distance it was an accurate issue. Accuracy issue. for mm-hmm. So the right. thing is, he's going to him with these great, you know, distances. He's not going to him with these little chip shots, and he's missing them now. So, you know, uh, uh, but again, the numbers are what they are. I'm not trying to, not trying to sugarcoat it. It is what it is right now. That's a thirty-three percent field goal percentage, and that's that's not going to cut it because again, we're going to keep going to him because we are going to need him at some point in time. You know, not necessarily to say it'll be to win the game, but it very well could be to win the game. And the thing is, hey, he kept coming to me. Let me come through Let me come through for coach this time because he believed in me. And so I'm not gonna flake on him like, oh man, he didn't miss it. So he's probably gonna miss this because he very well could make it.
3: So coach is gonna keep trying to go to him, but no, today they were horrible. It is what it is. Horrible. We gotta get uh more first downs and we gotta be a little bit more effective on that side of the fifty. I think we're we, we, we're in a situation where we don't want to be so dependent on our field goal kicker. Even though we're going to need to go to him, we, um, I don't. the only way you can fix field goal kicking is for him to continue to kick, continue to practice the craft. I mean, I know we had Bailey on the show in the past. That's how you get better. You kick. You keep kicking. You keep going to him. And, and I know um, um, with the confidence that he's instilling in both of them, you know, hopefully we'll see that kind of turn, turn the tide. But uh, not a good day today. You know, hopefully, next game we we uh, we see a better outcome.
1: And can you mention getting more first down? Well, you're leading me right into my next point: seven mm-hmm. for 18 on third downs today, and that's been plaguing us all season, guys. What gives? I mean, I I don't know. I mean, but that's abysmal.
3: Well, I, the bus Bar- I, I can. I don't I, uh, I, mean let me go though. Let me go hey, on this. Wait, wait, wait. I'll I'll leave. I'm gonna set you up on this one because I know I got a feeling where you're going. Our biggest problem is first down, uh, in my opinion. You know, we're not really getting, and, and we don't have a running game. Um, when you when you're constantly in third and long, uh, you're, you're not really getting that. You know, uh, when we go to our running backs, too too many times we're getting stopped, or either a loss of a you know one or two to three yards, or we're not. Or we <laughs> there was no gain. So you automatically a second and long or second eleven, second and eight. And then if we go and try to pass, and then we don't get anywhere, we go to a, a, a wide receiver screen that doesn't go anywhere. Now we're sitting at third and long. Now we become predictable. We become one one dimensional. I think we get, we, we we really 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 need to uh, assess um, the game plan. And then, like I said, we 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 all feel like we can be a little bit more creative, uh, maybe with the play calling and, and, and try. Um, you can try whatever, but I'm a, I'm a, what I saw today. It comes down to our offensive line beating the man that's in front of them, you know, whoever's on the field. I know, though, you mentioned about the coaches mixing it up, trying to uh, find a unit that works. But if if uh, I know we're three and one, but in my opinion, from an offensive line standpoint, we're like one and three, and we get we we get we, we get beat at the point of attack. We're we're constantly on our heels, and, and uh, we're not getting any push on the, on the front side of it. so we, we, we're finding ourselves in a lot of third and long situations, and that's a recipe for a an abysmal low less than fifty percent on a first down um, uh, attempts from third down. It's less than fifty percent on the third down conversion because now you you you're third and north of five yards, and now everybody knows you're in a passing situation, so you can pretty much you know game plan for that. And that hasn't done. That hasn't been well for us uh, for the season so far. Well, Ken, you actually the nail
2: on the head. Uh, believe it or not, yeah, our biggest problem, also third down, is first down, um, because that first down deems a success for us on that third down. Because even during this game in particular, though we weren't good on third down, if you look at our success rate when it was third and five or less, it was good. It was. It was I good. I thinking that. <laughs> So therein lies, like I said, what you just stated, if we have greater success on first down, it totally changes what we're going to do. Because our problem is right now, outside of the old line issues today, our biggest problem is having success on third and greater than seven. Mm-hmm. When we're third and five or less, our third down percentage is great. But that typically is the case. That's why you want third and short, because it totally changes, the, you know, the play call, you know. But being that we're a passive team, again, new, you know, with all these new moving pieces, um, our biggest issue on third down is because the D-line is getting some great penetration on us, it, 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 you know, it causes issues with us having great success on third and seven or greater. And if you look at the third downs we had, I'm going to off the top of my head. I'm going to bet you that we have about 12 third downs that were seven or greater. And we only had, we only had 18 third downs the entire game. So that's Mm -hmm. an astronomical number. So our biggest issue is first down. We need to have greater first down success. And I think once we get that, we'll see a greater third down success. Uh, and and honestly, on most passing teams, that tends to be the issue. Because, you know, when you have a running team, we all know the magic number is four. You know? If I'm getting four mm-hmm. yards, you know, if I'm getting four yards every carry, you know, I'm gonna have a great success on third down. I'm keeping the ball, clock is moving, but I have to guarantee myself the score because of eating all this clock up. We're passing and we're 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 lifting the game out. But if we're getting incompletions, you know, we're not moving the ball any. So I'm working against myself if that ball is immatriculating, because third third and ten, you know, the defense has the advantage of whatever it is they can run. And even more so for us because they're getting penetration, pretty much, I would probably say about eighty percent clip of the rushes that they get. They're cut you know, they get get. Yeah, they're getting, they're, I'll say by 80% clip, they're getting pressure on our quarterback on every drop. i say 80% of the time on a dropback, they're getting pressure, whether they're blitzed or not, in this game in particular. So, yeah, I I co sign everything you said. We got to have success on first down, and we're, we really aren't getting that. And, then, and also to touch on, you know, Warren Newman, you know, a lot of time when he's getting his catches, he's getting like these three or four yard receptions, and he's going right, he's going down right there. Because if you if you look at his yardage, if you take away the touchdown catch, look at his look at his catch average,
1: yards per catch.
2: Yeah, look at his catch average. It's it's it's,
3: no, it's think, two to three yards. Right. Well, a lot of that is designed in the offense. I mean, you 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 go to these these short, quick passes, hoping that you can you know break uh, break something because you know, where we at right now, these short passes are basically something to not run again. Now we did have a little better success today. If you look at the stats, you know, uh 38 specials. you know, Tito came in and seemed to work a little bit better. It, it looked like they went away from Pickett, who started the game and really wasn't, you know, moving. Uh, we saw a little JD Martin today at the backfield. However, um, we're not running the ball. We're not getting the average that we need to get and we're not we're not seeing the success that we should see on first and second down. Because like you said, though the playbook is a lot wider open when you're short third and short opposed to third and long. Uh it's just so much you can't do when you're in that situation. So I'm pretty sure the coaches are aware of that. Uh we they got a lot of film and uh footage and, and, and game tape of, of examples of things that we can uh, that's working it's not working where we what we need to improve and it couldn't be a better time for us to be going into the bye week. It couldn't be a better time. I
1: concur. Yeah. You said it. <laughs> you beat me to it. Perfect time. If you look at look at the uh you know how the we have a lot of players banged up. So give us an extra time to heal. But I think uh, you know mm-hmm. the time couldn't be better. So thank you to the schedule makers. By week going into swag play we have the spring champions coming up. So uh definitely some things to look at clean up. I know it's going to be a busy couple weeks for coach prime and the staff. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think, you know, outside of the obvious with the players that are, you know, injured and nicked up, they could you know, uh, get a, quite a few guys back. But I also think, um, for the coaches, man, to scheme and prepare to actually have that extra week to prepare. Um, Especially knowing that the team we're going to play has a game, he has a conference game before on the road before they see us. I think it's going to be very, very beneficial for us in more ways than one. Uh, I also think, uh, in my own my opinion, the only major issue we have, uh, we got a block there. At the end of the day, uh, I don't care what's called. Really, to me, it really doesn't matter. I don't care what office we run. We can sit here and say we don't like what's being called, we don't have to like it. If it's being executed, it's gonna work. And we gotta block. And uh mm-hmm. not, and, and not just the O line, the receivers. We got to block. If we can get a hat on the hat, man, if we can actually execute blocking, we would see a great uh success with more regularity on this offense and, and let me just also add too, one last thing ken and that is you know we don't have to have i understand that we're going to have a, a pass happy offense we don't have to have a 45 point per game scoring offense but the way this defense is if we can consistently get in my opinion if they could just get three solid touchdowns mm-hmm. a game that's what
1: i was thinking. 21.
2: If they can if they can get three solid touchdowns a game, because you have to bear in mind that's just the office giving you three touchdowns. You know we may get a thing where we might get a scoop and score on defense with the fumble. We might get an interception. You still gotta account for field goals. But I'm just saying if our office I'll can give turns, us three, Exactly. That's just other points. But if our office could give us three solid touchdowns a game and everything else just washes itself out, I mean it's we're we're gonna be the the the, the toughest out there is in the conference. Seriously. So yeah, that, that buy is coming in a great time.
3: Yeah, it is. I think um I think today also was um was a good I don't want to say good well, yeah. I thought the coaches found some adversity today. You know what I mean? It was we always, you know, we highlight the players. Um and here's what I mean by that. We had a we had a drive and we all familiar. We in the goal line, you know, right after Warren Newman breaks this long run, almost scores. We get in the red zone and boom. I saw something I hadn't seen before. I thought I'm talking about a jumbo package. It's like seven old linemen on the, on the the line. And he he brought in a, you know, uh, I mean, a massive, just, just, you know, all old linemen uh, to we went, we went, we went eye formation quarterback under the center, hiked the ball for a two yard loss because one guy literally barreled through the the D line. I mean, barreled through the offensive line and got a, 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 a tackle for loss, meaning we got no push so like you said at the end of the day the coaches can call what they can call you know but it comes down this is football at the end of the day the players got to go out now here's what i'm saying we've gotten on this show and we've given these players we've given the hype we've given the accolades, we've given we've even we've we've them up and, and and talked highly of them without even seeing them you know uh play the game just yet and like i said we're three and one. We 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 won the game, uh. But when things don't go well and things aren't looking good, we got to be able to. We, we have to call that and be objective to it and be able to speak to that as well. And today wasn't a good day, in my opinion, for what I saw from our old line. I just felt like we got literally uh, pushed, and I I felt the same way uh, versus ULM. I also felt the same way uh, against uh uh FAMU. Uh, but even in those games, like I said, to come away three and one because other aspects of the game, we were able to find ways to dominate and win. Um, I'm pretty sure the coaches are going to be having a conversation. We saw Coach Prime throw his, uh, his scooter. We know he wasn't too happy with what he saw and uh, looked like he might have even, you know, challenged the O-line coach, you know, uh, uh, Markson. So, hey, man, we got to step it up. You know, there's, a, there's high expectations. Uh, everybody's – uh, I don't care about the haters, you know, because in my book, we win, we win. Uh, I'm not getting into all that other stuff, but today was a day that that we got to see who we really were. We really did. Um, and one last thing I'll say before I, you know, pause on this, to start our season off on the road, three straight road games. To go to Miami, then to Memphis, then Monroe, to finally get home. Like I said, we are battered. We threw bruised up a little bit, but like I said, this bye week couldn't come at a better time for us to go and fix some of the things that we've all discussed on, on the show tonight.
1: No doubt. Definitely a much-needed bye week coming up for the team, but not for Tiger Talk. (laughs) Goodbye. Stay tuned. Not at
2: all. (laughs) No, sir.
1: We will keep it coming. Got some surprises for you over the next couple weeks, so keep it locked. Subscribe, download. You know what to do. I say it at the beginning and the end of every show. All right, fellas, three and one. We'll take it. First time since 2011, other than this past spring. So let's take this the positive let's build on that and let's get ready for swag play yes sir and that'll do it for episode 189 of tiger talk with the 1400 club thank you to all of our listeners and again be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast apple podcast listeners rate and review the show and everyone follow tiger talk with the 1400 club on facebook and tiger talk 1400 on instagram and twitter I cannot stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always... Thanks for your support. Go Tigers. Hashtag I Believe. Hashtag Pack the Vet. Hashtag The I Love.